welcome to Grow Your Influence, leadership conversations for business owners and managers. Whether you own a business and have a team or leadership is part of your role, welcome, you're exactly where you need to be. Join co-hosts Juliet Robinson and Christy Lee Billet for their regular conversations on all things leadership. No corporate jargon, no textbook ideologies, just real life experience unpacked in a relaxed way to help you be your best boss and lead your team with confidence, clarity and control. This is Grow Your Influence. Let's dive in. We're back talking about the eight pillars of trust. How are you going? We are. I'm great. I'm great. Thank you. We are back for um, episode two of our three-part series on trust and how to build trust in our teams. And today we are unpacking three more of David Horsaker's Pillars of Trust. So we should probably recap last episode. Yes, let's. So we were talking about the importance of trust in our teams and how many of the people we work with struggle particularly with that more vulnerable aspect of trust, not so much the getting tasks done aspect of trust, in terms of how to identify it and how to build it and, of course, how not to break it at the same time. And so we shared that we'd come across this framework from David Horsaker called The Eight Pillars of Trust, and we like it because it's practical, it's common sense, and you can tackle just one at a time. It doesn't feel too big or too hard to identify. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I think, so last time we talked about clarity and compassion. Mm -hmm. This episode, we're going to talk about character, competency and commitment. And our next episode is going to look at the last three, connection, contribution and consistency. I just love that he's managed to find a C word. Yes. The alliteration is is perfection, isn't it? Happy, isn't it? Yeah, they don't even seem that forced. So No. (laughs) It probably took him three years to come up with C words. (laughs) Uh, let's talk about character. Yeah. So well, this is a good one. It really is, isn't it? So th- this really is um, this idea that the people really look up to somebody and do trust somebody who does the hard stuff, who has integrity. Yeah. Yes. They? You know. Yeah, I think integrity is the right word. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As leaders, to build trust. What our team want to see is we do what we need to do, even if it's not necessarily fun or easy. We do what's right. Mm, Um, They want that sense of, I guess it's a sense of justice, of fairness, of doing the right thing is what they want to see from us. And and I suppose we want to see that from our team as well. And I think, I mean, I I think what we all know is, is that, you know, if someone will do the wrong thing for us, they're just as likely to do the wrong thing to us. Yes, great point. So when we're looking at character, we trust people who do the right thing because we feel like if they're going to do it, do the right thing, again, if they're going to do it for us, then they're probably going to do the right thing to us as well. And I think that's the really important thing, isn't it? That yeah. we know people who, um, who, who whose character we don't trust mm-hmm. is not somebody we can follow because we know at some point it's probably going to turn on us. Yeah, that's a great way to look at character, actually, as a trust pillar. And I think I see this play out a lot when um, a manager or a leader is dealing with a performance management issue with one of their staff and they're not dealing with it because it's hard. And I remind them that actually their team are watching and their team are watching the fact that they're not dealing with this and 
that is going to cause problems for them because that lack of action or not dealing with it or putting it in the too hard basket tells the team that you're not going to do the right thing, which, as you said, for them down the track might mean you, you won't do the right thing by them. Yeah. And I look, and I think that's, that is absolutely right. And I see that play out so often in the, you know, what we talk about sometimes this this idea that somebody does the wrong thing in a team and the leader doesn't want to have a conversation with them because that's a bit hard. Mm-hmm. So they get the whole team together and they talk about behaving well and respect yep. and, you know, looking after one another. And everybody in the team knows it's about that one person, mm-hmm. that it's not something they've done. Mm-hmm. So they're all, but they know that the leader is not brave enough to have that conversation. Yeah. And so they know that this person really has permission to keep doing stuff. Because well, exactly, because we we encourage what we tolerate. If we're yeah. tolerating behaviour, we are encouraging it to continue. And I, I think there's no quicker way, really, to break down trust with your team yeah. than for them to see you fail to take action, particularly when they, because the resentment builds because they're likely carrying the weight of this person, not doing yeah. their job or dealing with the fallout of the customer complaints or whatever the scenario is, yeah. they're seeing it and it's impacting them and your lack dealing with it is is what's really going to break down that trust in that relationship mm, yeah so i think um character is it's one of those harder ones to yeah. get your hands around i think um, but i think it's a really important one mm, i think the way you just explained that is is perfect in terms of really getting to the core of what character is about if you're going to treat you're going to do that to people or for people, you'll do that to them. So I think I think that's a great way to frame up character. It is a little bit more of a slippery one of the eight pillars. It is one that you think, oh, how do we exactly identify that? But I think that's the perfect way to really look at what character is all about. And we all know, you know, when people are doing the wrong thing, we all know. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, we've all had a boss that we didn't trust for that reason, haven't we? I yes. mean, all think of a scenario where we'll just be, you know, and people aren't willing to put up with that anymore. No. And and I think that's the wonderful thing about the workplace. Even in just the last few years, people have become much more vocal. Yes. We have a generation coming through who are just saying, well, I'm not not with that, you know. Yep, exactly. Those of us who are older have probably put up with stuff for far longer. Definitely, definitely true. What about competency? This is a no-brainer for me, yet probably something we don't focus on enough. No, it's interesting, isn't it? I think often in leadership we get so focused on um, the other aspects of leadership. Mm-hmm. The competency doesn't really get talked about, but it's it's really important. Yeah. You, know, you have to be seen as competent. And I think, you know, when he talks about staying sort of fresh and relevant and capable, I think they're all really good words to describe competency. The yeah. idea that you're always open to learning, mm. that you're you're smart enough to know what's going on, but you don't have to be the smartest person in the room. Absolutely not. You don't have to be the subject matter expert or the smartest person in the room, but at whatever your role is, and certainly as a leader, you've got to be consistently making sure that you are up to speed and you're refining your skills and improving things. This actually reminds me of, um, I shared with you, one of my children has been sick for a week and She's been binge watching Brooklyn Nine Nine, oh, one of my favourites. And there's—I don't know which season it is—but there's a sergeant involved who is totally incompetent, hilarious, wow. but totally incompetent. And the team are constantly 
you know, mocking and making fun of and basically trying to compensate for his lack of competence. Oh. And it's he has zero self-awareness about it, which is often a challenge, yeah. but the team are very aware. And, of course, they don't trust that he is going to do the right thing by them, the right thing by the business, all yeah. of those things. So um, we've got to continue to up-level ourselves and, and be open to learning in all the ways. It doesn't have to be formal training. No, I agree. I, I think it is just being open to information wherever you're getting that from mm -hmm. and, be, and being able to bring that back to the team um, and talk about it. Yeah. You know, and being open to the team raising things as well. You know, mm. that idea that when they say, what about this? Or why do we still do that? You know, being able to embrace that and go, yeah, why do we? That's interesting. You know, mm. or let's try things. And you'll see this amongst your team as well. If, if some of your team are lacking in confidence or haven't kept up with changes or, um, you know, their skills are falling behind, you will see the rest of the team start to lack confidence in them as a peer. Yes. Um, so you'll see this play out at all different levels, I think. I agree, yes. And, and I think it's great to have people in the team bringing new ideas and new things to the team, but as a leader, you want to be at least part of that conversation. Mm. You know, I think you want to, you want to definitely be bringing new ideas, um, you know, whatever, whatever you need for your team function. Mm but bringing things from outside mm. that you're learning or seeing or hearing yep. um, and not just being the passive person sitting back, letting others bring that in. Yeah, absolutely. And even if it's just using a skill that you've learnt as part of your leadership role, perhaps you've learnt about some listening techniques that you, you know, that's the skill that you've been a little lacking in. Just start to implement them and put them in place and your team will just start to see, oh, we're seeing things happen here and we feel like we're being heard and listened to, which we spoke about in the last episode. So um, start to implement the things that you're learning to. Mm, I think so, yeah. And, and, you know, and we'll get to this, but this idea that when you start to do that, you make it safe to try new things as well. Yeah, yep. And creating that environment where people feel they can grow. Yes. Because you're growing is really, it's a wonderful thing to do. Yeah, that's a good point because we know the, the data and the research is telling us that, um, and this is Australian research, that people want to learn at work. There's a real thirst for workplace learning and workplace knowledge. Yeah. And if we're not modelling that in terms yeah. of we're developing our skills, that shows our team that it's not only okay but good for them to be developing their skills. And we want to be encouraging that. Fostering that workplace learning is, is going to be really important for businesses over the next few years, I think. And then that we value that. We value yes. that on a whole lot of different levels. Yeah. yeah, and learning isn't necessarily either just about our core role. Learning can be about oh. other supplementary skills or things that are going to improve us more holistically. Um, and I think the focus for so many years has been, unless this is going to have a direct ROI on our job, yes. we're not going to encourage it or invest in it. And I think that approach is, is definitely getting outdated now. I think so too. And I think there's so many aspects to leadership let alone what you're trying to do with your team. Mm. But you can never, I mean, there's so much to learn. Yeah. Know? We're never going to run out of things. No. no. And so. there's so many more opportunities now. Like you, you don't have to go and do a uni degree to learn anymore. Oh. There's all these micro courses and uh, so much information out there. Yeah, absolutely. And speakers, you know, and even just things like TED Talks. You know, yes. Fantastic speakers out there. Yeah, in 15 that. minutes, you can learn so much from a TED yeah. Talk. 
Look, commitment for me is probably something that is one of my core values in terms of how I like to operate, but also the people I like to work with. And I think it's so important that you are committed to whatever it is that you've committed to. So this is, a you know, something that is a little bit more, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, David Horsiger quotes people like Martin Luther King. Obviously that's grand and big and we can all relate to that, but it doesn't have to be that big. Yeah. It's just standing up for what you say you're going to do and what you say you believe in. Yes, yeah. And, and having that united front with your team, mm. Mm. You know, that sense that we're all in this together. So if we've got to get this huge thing out, um, mm -hmm. I'm going to be there working with you on Friday yes. till 7 o'clock or whatever we've got to do. Yeah, yeah. showing that complete commitment to getting it done to the cause, um, yeah. I think is, and, and it is inspirational to people. So yes. leaders that do this well will have a team willing to follow them um, anywhere. Yeah. Um, I think of a, an example, um, my grandfather was a small business owner and at the time, manufacturing, and he was in manufacturing, was going offshore. It was very, you know, it was in that era where everything mm. was suddenly going offshore. And he had a real bug with that. And he was very committed to fighting against Australian businesses taking manufacturing offshore. And he won some very successful clients who then wow. came to staying with Australian producers. But that was something he, he believed in and he stood for and he the whole team was committed to that happening. So um, I think just having that um, courage of conviction, I guess, to say this is what we stand for yeah. and we're going to do whatever it needs. Yes. And I, and I think it does inspire people as well as building mm. trust. It inspires people. You know, yes. that being part of something that's important mm -hmm. and that you feel you're making a difference to. But where, where the person leading you is, mm. really, is giving you strength. Yes. You know, and I think that's part of that commitment, isn't it, is that we give other people strength yes. by being committed to something because we're standing up and saying, I believe in this. Yep. I believe in you as well, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it can be commitment to big things or commitment to small things. Mm -hmm. if, if you've created a deadline and you've all agreed, agreed on it, it could be just commitment to that deadline. And showing your team, like you said, that you're there to get it done with them and you're part of that commitment. Yep. And I, and I think at a broader level, it can be things like commitment to your values. Mm -hmm. Or if we say that yeah. this is one of our values, then I am going to protect that value. Yes. And you will see me as a leader have tough conversations because I'm committed to holding this space um, and these values for the mm. whole team. And a commitment to de demonstrating those values in, in yeah. all the actions that you take and all the communication that you have as well. Yeah. I see it in rural communities, um, mm, yeah. in regional communities, where there's a real commitment to, to the people, the people that, that you're serving, but also the people in the team. Mm -hmm. I mean, it comes through really clearly and I see people get around that commitment really strongly. That's true. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, in fact, I had a client once who would only hire people who were from rural and regional. Isn't that interesting? And he said, you just get different people. And and he was right. And it, I think it comes back to that, to that kind of thing where they've grown up with this sense of commitment. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. It's interesting. Isn't it? And, you know, and yes, I mean, David talks about, um, you know, standing with people in adversity. 
And I think that does forge connection and trust, doesn't it? You know, because if you've been through something tough with people, and we mm. all know, you know, like even if you've just managed to get something across the line against the odds, or yeah. even you've had to work something out to a deadline, yep. you do feel connected. You do yep, feel solved connected. a tough problem. Like it doesn't have to be war and peace style. But yeah, exactly, yeah, exactly. Mm, but, um, I think that's good. Yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Mm. So competency, competency, commitment. Yeah, mm. yeah they're the three C's that we've covered today. Mm. Um, all interesting, um, all important. But next week we're going to, next episode, I should say, we're going to cover connection, contribution and consistency to bring it home on our three-part series on trust. Mm. I think it's fantastic. And I think it's worth saying that I don't think you need to feel overwhelmed by all these eights and feel like you have to tick them off every day. Um, I think that I think pick the things that you think need you need to work on at the time. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and have a go, really. But they are things that over time will just become embedded in the way you work as a leader. Hopefully, most of them already are. But you've exactly. never really articulated how they are. So exactly. You'll, you'll sort of listen to these eight and you'll think, oh, no, I've got that one down, Pat, but oh, maybe I could do a little bit more work on yeah. this. And you can just pick the one that you think might just take your leadership to that next level. Yes. Yeah, fantastic. Thank you so much, Chrissy Lee. I will see you for the next episode, Connection, Contribution, Consistency. Sounds fabulous. Thanks for joining us on this episode. If you enjoyed the podcast, please leave us a rating, comment and review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to recommend us to a friend. We also love hearing suggestions for topics or guest speakers that you would love to hear from. The best way to reach us to give us those suggestions is over on our Facebook page. Simply head to Facebook and search Grow Your Influence. See you there.